This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, Episode 73, Chow 2012, Chow 2013. Never Stop Gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond. Well, apparently, we here at Strange Assembly have been gone too long because people are now showing up on the internet asking us when the next podcast is going to be. So apparently, we haven't scared every single one of you off just yet. So, challenge accepted. Here we go. That's that's our New Year's resolution, is to get rid of the rest of you. Yes. That was Jay Earl. Also here is Mike Cook. Hello. And I, as always, am the great lord and master... Christopher the Magnificent. Don't, You're going to make forget. me leave the room, really? <laughs> don't, don't forget humble. Humble is very important there. Humble, yes, yes, yes. I am the humble. I'm humble in my magnificence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just, I say these things not because I brag, but because it's They're inescapable. True. I, there's no, there's no, no need for false humility here. This is off to a great start. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Since, since last we recorded something... Basically, the entire Seeds of Decay environment has come and gone, because it was just that little couple of months there, and now it's half of it's been banned out, right? So, yep. yay! Winter Court has started for the online things, uh, mixing everything up in the Second City. Honor and Treachery has come out. The Second City box set, well, I think the Second City box set had already come out, but I have it now, and I've read it. The Book of Earth has come out, but I don't have that yet. Gempuku is not out yet no, it's right but we've January seen the previews sometime. for it and we know what the next set is going to be torn asunder that has no starter decks i had not seen that. before aeg ever announces anything about a new set it always comes out because the information gets sent to distributors right and so there will be like the guy on the aeg board who is a distributor who'll be like oh hey look i got this and it's talking about a booster pack only expansion so that's Torn Asunder. You basically now know what we know about Torn Asunder. I'm assuming Torn Asunder is going to be out and legal in time for Kote season. They usually try for that, yeah. So, March? Well, it, be? theoretically, so, that yeah, means it should come out by early February if it's going to have the usual 30 days because the first Kotes are on March 9th, including the Atlanta Kote. Well, I guess Kenpuku Edition isn't really putting any new cards in, but that's really no. good from the put about back to back. Well, I don't think it would be because well, no, it's not dual bugged either, and whatever. Uh, presumably, there's going to be right. one in May or something because that wouldn't be the next one. And that I would. Oh, I think this next one was dual bugged. No, 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 no
Well, I mean, I think Puku is expected to be get you get new players up to speed rather than right. have old players buy it. Right. So well, it's not that surprising that you're so short on the heels. Well, I mean, I think the Genpuku is to some extent for new for well, not old players to buy it. I guess it depends. The uh, you have to have some amount of older stuff because the Genpuku booster packs are just rares. Right. So if you need right. all the commons and uncommons from older stuff, then you can get that. There are some new cards in Genpuku. Each clan has a personality, which is an experienced version of the personality who won the vote from the Emperor Edition starter decks. And then they also have a holding. All the holdings are identical except for the title and which clan they work for. So all the holdings are unique market retainers that cost three, produce two gold, and have Limited if you are an X-Clan player and have four or fewer cards in your hand, then bow this to draw a card. The personalities, uh, part of the thing is I want to say, like, I don't even know what the environment's going to be. Because obviously we don't know what Torn and Sunder is. And before we, I guess before we talk about the Genpuku personalities, we had a whole bunch of stuff banned. They dropped the ban hammer. I think this is nine cards. <laughs> they did up and dropped it again. Yeah. Yeah, so they, the banned they banned nine cards. They banned Twisted Fate, Well-Tended Farm, Kino Oni, All That Will Be Lost, Uta, Gozu's Guide, Exquisite Gifts, One Koku, and Cross Clan Wedding. And most of that is aimed at Blitz Military or Dishonor Combo honor. Or, or Honor Rocket. So, or Faceless. Yeah, and then Faceless gets tossed in there as well. Yeah, All, all That Will Be Lost. Just, I mean, if you if you had your Blitz guys out and then you flipped up and all will be lost after your opponent bothered to buy a guy turn one, that was mostly yeah. the game, especially since, well, the Blitz deck could negate your Blitz meta bowing stuff, you couldn't negate all that will be lost because it was an event and there yep. was nothing, to, uh, it didn't meet the reaction timings. Kino Oni was banned for Kino Oni deck. <laughs> I, as they, so yeah, the, the crony. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and, then, and then you have the usual conversation. So why don't you, like? Did you sit the same time when they banned when they errated Rhydon Oni before? Yeah, we before asked the environment even started. It's like why don't you just ban Amazing Feet and I give you my name because yeah. those are the problems. And or because it was really, um, it was really that not that you summoned him first turn because you depleted your resources. It was that you then used Amazing Feet to clone him two or three times and go take two provinces like first turn. Yeah, it turns out, turn. yeah, that Amazing Feet's drawback kind of goes away when and it, it doesn't the guy get used just blows for, up to... And it doesn't get used for anything else. Anything like, else but, but every, crony combo, combo decks. Deck. Yeah. yeah. Uta, because it turns out that really... Free, free, free yeah, body free is, is still good. good. Well, yeah. I, I'm guessing that really uh, he got banned because of... Um, uh, what was the one in the... Well, martial uh, Manipulation was... Was the, it Martial Manipulation? Yeah, I target my samurai and your guy and neither of them can fight this turn. Oh, oh, well, I was also thinking the um, forthrightness. No... Which one's that? I target my samurai, show this card, show another card in my hand. Well, I don't show this card, I discard it. If the next card I play this turn is that card, he permanently gains limited gain one up. So I, I was using him on honor rocket deck oh. because he, he well, could come could, out and get oh, slapped yeah, on. Yeah, you got three artisan in that deck, too. Right. 
The main thing was that you could use them to play stuff like martial manipulation or know their mind. And like, I'm sure just, there's a, a bunch of different things. Caught, yeah, yeah, yeah just, just anything that was yeah, just target a samurai and oh yeah, or bow your samurai, yeah. or like it's it makes it costless when it's supposed to have. A, they gave him one chi. They made it so that he couldn't attack, and they made it so that he couldn't be sacrificed for pig horses, and he was still broken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, they that's still so cool. had to ban him. Yeah, <laughs> they banned Gozu's guy because he made blitzing too easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. way too easy. They banned exquisite gifts. Because bye bye honor can't rockets. Have a uh, yes, because limited gain to honor every turn is pretty limited good. Limited gain for honor, isn't it? Oh, wait, no, wait. no, it's one or two if the guy's an artisan. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. But still, I'm thinking the old artisan card that got banned right yeah. before Celestia. Yeah. One Koku because because you can use it on turn one. Small well, farm survive. Yeah, right. But because but one Koku you could turn one. Uh, well, one Koku was also in almost all the combo. Yeah, anything that was doing the blitz stuff. Yeah, well-tended farm, which was in a reasonable number of honor rocket decks, but the main reason it got banned is because it was in there for faceless as a, a way for them to have repeated honor games without having personalities yep. on the board. And then cross clan wedding because of the uh, dishonor bomb, the the yeah, the phoenix dishonor bomb, which just would nuke you if you had somebody who had three personal honor, but if you didn't, would have an issue. So cross clan wedding would. Hand you a let three. Let them hand you a three, let, and then oh, let, yeah, let them hand you, you a ninja. Out. Yeah, yeah. What about twisted fate? I don't, I, I don't know what that was used in. It's, yeah, it um, allowed it allowed answer. Well, the, the the official reasoning is twisted fate created many of its own problems and allowed decks answers to counter the effective meta that was out there, such as urgency. Ah, okay. So now I don't think that any of this hit turbo enlightenment. So play introspection. Mm. I was playing introspection anyway, but I think you really gotta the card draws. The other thing I'm surprised, like a lot of people are saying, why well, Duty of the Crab still survived? Apparently, that's just gonna stay around forever. I was surprised that courtesy, why like why courtesy of the crane hasn't gotten errata, so that you right. have to be a crane clan player, like they did for Sincerity of the Dragon and Honesty of the Phoenix at the right. start of the arc, because that has been also a big been a part big, of yeah. obnoxious combo. Decks, yeah, or just, just like bringing the, crane the in. Phoenix oh, thing. Yeah, I'm gonna well, put that's some... because cranes. All of crane combos decks have now been nerfed and removed. But we have to keep it available for other decks, <laughs> for other players <laughs> yeah, to be able to. Chris, well, my deck doesn't work anymore, so we got. Yeah. I gotta participate in yeah. your deck in yeah. a little way. Chris, if they made it crane only, the card would never get played. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Just but like so so those are the bands. So I mean, when you going back to the. The Gapuka stuff, yeah. So that that comes in there. What's the net effect of that going to be? I don't know. Yeah, Turbo Enlightenment's still out there. Phoenix Blitz still had, like, the Henshin Blitz lost less than others did, although it definitely still lost stuff, and it still has Heiwa to laugh maniacally <laughs> at <laughs> the meta. It's like, I don't, I don't even need to have that card in my act in my hand. My guy just can't be stopped. And you have no force, so you can't even attack back. <laughs> Yep, I really hate that box at this point. Yes. Well, it's, it's utterly <laughs> oh. ridiculous. Yes, I'm not gonna. I, lie. I really wish they would just go ahead and rot it and remove that cannot be removed. Cannot be negated. It cannot be negated. There was no reason for it. Like or, I could understand at the end of the arc why they kind of wanted to do that, but now it's like the, or, or, there's no reason. Or for it. make it so that you're not playing everything out of that. That that also needs a magistrate to trigger. But well, right, or, or it doesn't even need anybody. If, if yeah. the box, exactly. yes, if the box actually said, "Open," if you control the magistrate, colon, yeah, 
It would be a little bit better, but still. Yeah, well, anyways. no, no, no. It would you that you'd actually have to restrict it to the magistrate deck. You couldn't use it for random other right. deck. It it would still be really. I mean, there would still be extremely good decks, but it wouldn't be like every single Phoenix deck is running out of the same box. Right. And I know that there are some that are still doing Library of Rebirth, but I mean, I really four golds hard. I really to get give up, but yes. Yeah, I really get. Yeah, even with the the, the nerfing of that. I but yeah, I really get. I'm sick of Temple of Purity. Oh, we forgot the thing that actually has come out. Yeah, we have not gotten to honor and treachery yet. Well, before we did that, was there anything noteworthy in the Gempuku guys? The spider guy seems a bit expensive, and he's a commander, so that doesn't really, he doesn't matter. Mm. That deck is completely non-functional. I mean, I I like Dynagon, but she's not going to make anything happen. Well, Dynagon's not going to make anything happen because the stuff that, Crane have made happen. You just want to be like, I am super mega rockety thing, and she's, I mean, she's an amazing mid range well, card. But she is too bad. Mid range is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what, dead. What's this mid range of yeah. which you speak? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but, but I had that. I had uh, like a four turn crane built, and it still lost frequently. I mean, my, probably just as much my fault as anything else. But yeah, it's it's a rough environment. We weren't going to say. No, yeah. Yes. No. No. It it, it is. Like, if you got a clan with a lot of negation or straightening or anything like that, and good abilities built in, like, crap. And of various other or everyone factions. Or everyone who has Serenity of Air in their deck, too. Mm, that yeah. doesn't, doesn't stink either. The crab got a giant berserker. 12, 8 force. He does a melee 8 when he dies. If he dies from a battle action. Not yeah. if you, like, bow him and then run him over in combat resolution. Still trying to get that you thing yeah, to so work. Say, well, this is anti-you. You was only if yeah, you... You was when he got run over, run over in resolution. Well, that's the general concept oh, yeah. of, yeah. I no, die, Well, you this die. is much better than you. Yes. That's Even true. though it's not great. You was nasty at the time. You? No. Yes, that, no, no, no. remember my when, like, that's why Casada got resurrected, because Crab won. My, my recollection was, you was horrible, 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 utterly broken. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was one there, of there those was, things. There was a... P- part of the thing is that in that environment... Diamond, then environment being diamond. Actions were so much lower powered than they are now. There was very, very little kill, which meant that it was sort of the if I win the battle, I win the battle. If I lose the battle, your whole army dies too. Yeah. Right. Uh, because of the U. And then I'm blanking on the name, but there was an action card, or strategy cards, I guess we call them now, that was when you're losing the battle, don't die. You did your guys like you pick one guy, he dies, everybody else gets away. But the way it the the wording worked out, you still triggered because you just triggered on them being in the battle at battle resolution. So right. your army would leave, their army would be wiped out. And of course, if you won the battle, then who, who cares? cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So the, their, the opponents wiped out too, and you didn't have to sacrifice yeah. a guy. And then Wrath of the Emperor came out, and well, Diamond Edition got. Anyways, there's enough yeah. protection that I don't think the melee eight is going to be worthwhile. No, it's just expensive too. And they yeah. ha- and Berserkers yeah. has a lot of good options. Berserkers is already a very good deck. I mean, there's a, a reasonable amount of stuff that melee melee eight takes out, but it, it's not Angry Crab. You can't no. sacrifice him to your own effect. But he is yeah. another he ten. Doesn't just destroy another. He's another eight force guy that'll take a province by himself. Yes. The lion got Jade's Keep. roar, which I has potential to the extent that a mid range scout deck has potential. Yep. Sneak for terrains, and it's a recon action. Although they don't really care about that that so much, but to the extent that they were managed to care, Kunji seems like there's probably something abusable with him since he's got yep. open. 
put him into play for free from your discard pile? Or if he's if dead, he's open, dead, put yeah. him into play for free? If he's honorably dead and your feet. Yes. But still, that's easy enough to me. But yeah, that's something. And he finally, thank thank God, he finally has the fire keyword. Because that just made... Yeah, that was, that was a bad, yeah. bad flavor. Oops. No fire on that. The Mantis got Moshi Madoka, who's the scout Shugenja. She's got limited... Draw a car, bow her to draw a card if you've put on an attachment as a limited. Yes, which means in Those the Thunder Shigenja spells, deck, you yeah. can't like it does not interact with the battle spells. I don't, you, you and might, the scouts don't exist. No, yeah, I was, I was saying you might use her in the magistrate deck, but that doesn't make because the magistrate deck does the uh, raiding deck doesn't attach stuff in battle. So yeah, that's not but gonna, well, there are a couple things that you could attach that you might well want to attach out of battle. Uh I'm not saying that they're, you know, your optimal Mantis Thunder Shigenja deck has these, but there's the the spell that's, like, cost two, you get plus three force, and your guy doesn't bow from battle resolution. You know, that's not something you're going to wait to attach in the battle. Well, also, isn't there one that's, like, limited you if can't you're defend. thunder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or if you defend, if you show up to defend, you get bowed, or whatever right. the, yeah. It's, as, for all practical purposes, Yant showing don't, up. Don't defend, yeah. yeah. So there are, there are some, if you're going back to the Thunder Shugenja decks that we're doing lots of War in Mokatana, but yeah, obviously that's, that does not interact positively with battle equipping of spells. No. But Shinjo Byung, so you get a 3-3 Cav Tactician for 8 reaction, take another battle action after he performs a tactical action. And as I think we, we mentioned, yeah. it's, it's not bad, good. there's not a lot of... Tactical actions that no, were... But you, can, you, can, no. he can beef himself up and then do something else. I mean, yeah, there, but, I think it's mostly the Cav-Tactician combo that's always yeah. nice well, to it's see. Well, it's a 3-3 three, three for 8, so at least that's not in and of itself Is He's a 3-3 three, three Cav-Tac for 8. Yeah. Yeah. But, and also has a, a reaction. Well, no, no, yeah. It's not like he's 4 Cav-Tac where he can swing it apart. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, is a more relevant point. But yeah, certainly Wait, if you, you go you're back to... you not playing Focus in your Cavalry Tactician <laughs> decks? Uh, no. Scorpion Ninja Discard got a new card in Shashiro Hawado. 4-4 four, four for 8. Discard a card, refill it face up. Nah. Uh, well, you could do that to your own. True. Provinces yeah. to, oh, to just cycle limited. through. Right. And if you're if you're not playing the box that peeks at things, you now can know. Oh, there is or is not a personality for all those cards that care about personalities and provinces. Well, you're probably not playing that thing. But yeah. even if it's just if they leave a good guy face up, you can yeah. send it away. I yeah. I think the fact that you can use it on yourself gives it extra. Like the I do not need another holding right now. Let's. I'm not saying that makes him great or something, but I, I think the, the ability to use it on yourself or your opponent, I think, makes it substantially better than if it was just offensive. Right. And then uh, I think the last one would be Tagashi Karimi, who just keeps getting more expensive. She like she started out as a three three, and now she's a six four. Yeah, it's a pretty big uh, upgrade. Right. So, so yeah. the next XP is going to be like a twelve twelve for thirty. Yeah. Well, and she's already and she's an XP two. I think all yeah. the other ones are just XP. Yep. Although I did like that the uh, randomly going back that the pride of the hand experienced is Jade's roar instead of just pride, pride of, of the, the hand, hand again yeah. because nothing says noble samurai like. Giant cat Kitty. walking around 
yapping back to you about what the uh, the state of the terrain up ahead yeah. is. Was that Timmy? It's looking. Was that boy? It's looking awful rocky up there. There's, there's a wide valley ahead. I don't know what. But Creamy has yeah, six fours. Draw a card. She's a she's an XP two because the experience was already on the way before the vote came out. Has, Eight for six for its limited draw card. Yeah, it's, it seems pretty. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, I've, people have said, "Oh, look, it's a it's a cheaper version of the important part of Chiquet. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's like you weren't going to duel with the guy anyway because this deck is not. Expect out uh, to do that, but and what he does anyways. Well, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. So let's see. The other thing that did come out is Honor and Treachery. Honor and Treachery is a learn to play set. Unlike prior learn to play sets, they did not try to move it by including seven thousand copies of all of the good Traveling cards. Peddler. Although it does have just flat out more numbers of new cards. Yeah, technically, but they're, they're cards that are probably not going to see play in the current. Oh, oh no, yeah, and I actually just realized. I wonder, these aren't so these aren't even singular. Some of these no. reprints. So technically, if you want to play set, you have to buy three copies of this. Is that no? I just was thinking they're reprints. You go there's like samurai commons and uncommons. No, 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 no. They're not reprints. They're solos. Which okay for functional purposes, mm-hmm. that's the same. But if you're a knob, OCD like. Oh you know, me or some people, and it would be like, I would like to have three of that for in my binder. Oh, Just realize that you... What? For in your binder. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, I... Because you... I'm not even going to go into... Yeah, because you're right. None of them that matter, but there's a bunch of soul of reprints of Phoenix from Death at Coton and a couple of random... Like, oh, it's soul of Okoto Ishegi. But technically, now, if you want to play that... If you want like a collector set, I guess as opposed to a playset, because you can just play with the original, you would have to buy three sets of honor treasure. I wouldn't recommend that. That's kind of no. silly. Yeah. But uh, you have inexperienced border keep, which doesn't do anything. No, no, it, it does it once. Well, I'll say which which doesn't do anything from a competitive perspective. Oh because, no, 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 no. It's just an inferior, simpler version, and that's what a lot of things are. The the two new cards that you could potentially care about is there is uh, a reprint of Towers of the Yogo. To make it legal. Oh, well, you're not talking about the Stronghold, are you? Yes. Yes. Is that exactly what they used to do? Because it's inexperienced now, isn't it? No, that's the Phoenix one. Right. Towers of Yoga is just a reprint of the old, oh, okay. of the original Towers of Yoga, which is each of your Scorpion Clan personality says battle, bow this card and target an enemy follower or personality without followers to bow it. I don't think that has constructed potential of any sort no. right now. No. There's also... I mean, it, it's... It has the one advantage that it can go, since it's only blocked by followers and there nobody's playing followers, you can go, oh, screw you, Kensai, but yeah, no. But and then you're still bowing your personality. Yeah, worried about no, Kensai no. anymore? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying right. play it. I'm, I'm right. saying that it's better than some of the cards we've seen recently that's target personality without followers or a target personality without attachments or a follower, so if they have items, they're immortal right. to your action. Yeah. The other new thing that they have, in addition to the Strongholds, is the clan champions. So you have an inexperienced Bayushi Natoshi and Tsukimi 3.5. I still think it would have been much cooler if the Emperor Edition Tsukimi had been XP5, and people would have been like, what about XP4? And they would have been, wait and see! Although maybe I just think that's cool now, and at the time I would have been like, Screw you. That's obnoxious. Yeah. But I mean, really, I mean, whatever. Okay, you're really going to tell something in between. 
Yeah, Nato- the, uh, the old Natoshi doesn't seem to have much of anything to do with the new Natoshi because the new Natoshi has to be for this basic. So he's about like, flipping up attachments and it's like, look at the top card. If it's an attachment, attach it. If it's a strategy, and you can play it. he's not a ninja. It. He hasn't learned those skills yet. He has not <laughs> learned those those skills yet. No. Still a sociopath. Uh, hmm. And it's battle limited, yeah. So, I mean, he's a 6-4 for 10 with a decent ability. I know randomness is on him. He doesn't fit into any kind of constructed scorpion deck. But I don't know. I thought he was. That's a, an interesting card. And uh, the Phoenix get the Sacred Temple of the Phoenix, and it is inexperienced. Yep. And the reason it's inexperienced is that it doesn't the wording, do the tainting. Yeah. The wording yeah. on this card is what the original Imperial Edition Sacred Temple of the Phoenix was. Yeah. But Sacred Temple of the Phoenix later got MRP'd to, like Jay just said. You could do Pay the whole five, thing where, like, you could get more. Or... You could get an extra two, but then it would make the guy Shadowlands or something. Right. That's why the Air Dragon got all tainted. Right. So this is so this is inexperienced, so it doesn't eliminate that, but it gives you a version of Sacred Temple of Phoenix that goes back. It's uh, it only produces three gold, but five if you're doing a Shugenja. Yeah, what's the province strength on spell? it? Five. So that's gonna kill it all by itself. Yes. Because it's well, because that's what the old. I mean, remember like the uh, Mountain Keep of the Dragon. It did nothing but have province strength, and it started with a five. And then after you destroyed one, it went to a seven, and after right. two, it went to a nine. There were a number of Imperial Editions stronger, like the, the Unicorn one, too, but that was atrocious. Oh, yeah, the, well, I mean, just generally over the history of the game, in the interest of slowing the military down, they've raised province strengths. It, yeah. Well, and a bunch of other things have changed at the same time, too. They have, too, but I mean, that's been Many one of their... Many things have changed, but yeah. that's been one of them. Yeah, that's and been you, one of the big things. Yeah, well, that's just, you know, the thing that they've been really always played with is force versus gold versus province. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tsukimi, actually, she only costs 10, and she doesn't have a bub box on her requirement. And Crazy. she's 6-5, and she's got battle twice a turn, target a card in a unit, straighten it, it can use its abilities a second time. That is not bad no i mean no. you have to make sure to bow her down first yeah she, i mean she becomes a giant lightning rod but for the spell deck that might be worth it yeah and if you're not aware honor and treachery is based on the war of the twins between the phoenix and the scorpion there's a rather lengthy storybook that it, well, i mean as far as story things go it's not like a rule sheet it's like a little you know novella. mini novella yep. thing and uh, it, it tells the story of that. It's by Sean and Yoon-Ha Lee, who has now left the story team as of as announced as a, like the other day, a couple days ago is when we were recording this. So after she finished up the the small fiction series where the Shugenja, oh well, you can read the fiction online if you haven't read them. So it comes with a storybook. It comes with a learn-to-play rulebook. It comes in one of their usual size boxes at this point for the, the smaller one. Which got it's got all the artwork on it and says honor and treachery and all that. Uh, I was it's gonna got, say the the, uh, the box that everything comes in is basically the same as the um, fat packs, the magic fat pack box. It's almost exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think it is exactly. I, the, but the, the sure deck boxes, the deck boxes are extremely well made. Yeah, the two two well made deck boxes. They've got the flaps on the top that that close. They're, they're Velcro, but they're not like they don't they don't pop anything. I, I feel like these are gonna last for quite a while. Yeah, the cards. The, the clan champions are new artwork. Uh, the the box itself is beautiful. The, the, yeah, the, the box yeah, looks box. really nice. I, I I just personally wish that it wasn't like honor. Here's the scorpion. Treachery. Here's the phoenix. Yeah, well, we just uh, that's how they yeah. place them. Well, also my other thing. I mean, I really? know they don't. 
The, I You're know they don't have that, much. Jay? Yes. I know they don't I have. Oh, about oh, hey, I'm going to I'm going to get pickier. Um, <laughs> I, I'm. I know that they did this because of when when it happened, but it's also that they picked a faction that was orange and red, and the orange is really kind of reddish, so it makes it visually not as distinctive uh, as I would normally have liked for like a brand new player. Yeah. The, the, these deck boxes are fine because they fit. The art on top where you're, yeah, you, you've got. Or even on the back there, because it's more of a peach. Yeah. That they've got for Phoenix, which is an acceptable color. Yeah. Come on, Chris, this is a really excellent set. We gotta complain about something. Well, I've got other things. <laughs> Partially is also because of it's, I can't believe we're talking about this. Uh, it, it's probably also partially because the images that you're looking on the thing are relatively dark. Right. And that makes it hard to distinguish. I've come to pay attention to that sort of thing more, and it's easier to do after the fact when you play more with somebody who does not already know stuff or is not right. already into gaming. No, th- that's what yeah. I'm saying. I, I don't I, care for me. Well, like, I, I, and I played one of the games I got off the, the Fantasy Flight, we've got too many of these, sale was right. Dragonheart, which I got because it's a two-player game and Katie likes Lost Cities and it's got a similar sort of thing where there's a deck and a board. And she did not like that one nearly as much. And it's it's more complicated than Lost Cities, but part a big part of the problem was that the board is just all very dark. And so there's a knight that you can barely make out in the shadows of the rocks behind him. And an ogre you can barely make out in the shadows of the rocks behind him. And so it just, for somebody who's not uber gamer, it just made it so much harder to grok right. what was going on with the game. But well, well, just, anyhow, just because, that's not what's going on well, here. Just because the factions are so important, just visually, initially. It's it's a very very minor thing. Yeah. Uh, more more my thing is the uh, I felt like the rule book. I liked that they stripped. Well, out. these must be new art. Well, these must be new art from something then, though, right? Cause oh this... yeah, yeah. Because there's a unique. They each have a new unique. In addition to the clan champion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to get played. I'm. Uh, oh. Oh no, that's right. Because there's like a stalwart dude in the phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So we now officially know what stalwart does. Exactly what it said it was going to do in the. Uh, Romance of the Nine Kingdoms, or Legend of the... Whatever the, the zombie Orpheus, the gamers thing, like, remember oh, the parody yeah. stuff? Because, no. like, one of the, like, little images, they had Stalwart All right. in that, and I think including saying what it did. Okay, I... So, so oh, just, in the, just in the capacity... Oh, oh, it's it's Yogo. Oh, it's the two guys on the... Oh, the you know what? There must be more in there, because this... Yeah, that's Hiroto, and that's the new guy, but then this is new art with this battle scene, isn't it? Uh, it might be. I think it might be something zoomed in from something. Oh no, else. no. There's okay. No, there are more new. This is there's multiple new guys. I'm God. I'm not even paying enough attention. So there's Yoga Haruto, who's the Shugenja on the, on the who's the yeah, big art, and he's a five force for nine, who brings a follower from your discard pile into play. Then there's Bayushi Kasumi, who is elite. He's the guy who's depicted in the little fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, because one got an elite and one got a and stalwart. And one got a stalwart. Right. So the that's Phoenix right. guy in the fight scene is the stalwart. And then the... Uh, I can't believe I forgot that there were... I can't believe I forgot either. Shows you how mediocre the cards involved are. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the stalwart guy is a 3-3 three, three for 6, and he's stalwart. Shiba Mitsushin, five a 5-4 five for 9. Target your personality, move him to Mitsushin's battlefield if he moved straight in his unit. So that's the unique, yeah. And you can see there's a lot of interplay between them. When you look at there's all the a lot of it based around the fact that the Scorpion deck is Yogo Towers. So there is yeah. there has to be just a ton of straighten and anti bow yep. in the Phoenix 
deck. Okay, so, sorry, I was interrupting you. The, so for the for the learn to play set as a learn to play set, I at first I was a little like my very first gut and uh, reaction to them announcing, oh well, we're stripping out some of the rules for the learn to play set. And I was like, oh well, that's really bad. Da-da. And then I immediately thought, you know what? No, that's really good because there's a lot of stuff that you don't need to learn the game, and it's complex enough. And it's easy enough to add stuff afterwards because it makes sense once you know the base game. But the base yes. game is what's more difficult. Yeah, there to are learn. no open actions. There are no items. There are no reactions. There are no reactions. Yeah, the Phoenix deck has only spells, right, for its things, or does it have uh, followers no, I think, too? I think it, no, no, it has no, followers it, too. Yeah. Followers, yeah. yeah, so spells and followers exist. Everything has new flavor text. That's yeah. that's then about the war. And then some of the cards have new reminder text about, right. the, including reminder text about like if something references items, there's reminder text that says there, there are, are no, no items in honor and treachery. Yep. Well, so so that's fine. Uh, I, I read through the rulebook. I've not had a chance to run anybody to try and teach anybody with this set yet because it came out during the holidays and it's just hard to get together with anybody. I'm trying to find someone. I, I've got someone in mind who. Uh, has played card games before, so I think they have a good capacity to learn L5R, but I want them to learn just from the rulebook, just to see how, like, you know, if I were to pick yeah, this up... Yeah, like, give it to somebody being like, here's Honor and Treachery, read the rules, come back next week, and we're going to try to play and see what or, happens. Or even, from- okay, you know, we've got an hour and a half blocked out, let's sit down and let's do it, and I'm not going to try and guide you too much right now, because I just want to see how it works. Because I imagine if I'm a uh, magic player and I'm disheartened with magic, this might be something I, I pick up. Or, not disheartened, maybe I just want another game say, or something. you're probably not disheartened because it's Return to Ravnica and everybody oh, loves yeah, gold everybody stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I just wanted that aspect. How well is it actually going to teach a player who may or may not have somebody else who is going to... I mean, obviously, that's the best way you, you want to teach it. The biggest thing to me, th- they have two sections. So they, they have the more... The format that we're used to with the numbering and the very precise order of things, and that, that tends to be fairly important in the long run, but it's not even a full rule book. Even at the back, it just tells you, okay, well, here's some rules that you'll find if you get the full Emperor Edition rule. Then it also has a guided playthrough where it says, okay, you play this, and then it gives you some context as to what it is. The guided stuff is, I was reading it, like just trying the best I could to put it myself into a new player's mindset. The guided stuff was really good. Like, that made a lot of sense. It was actually kind of funny. You know, as, as funny as it is, it's just little jokey things or whatever. It, it made a lot of sense. It was like, okay, I could see how this worked. It looked like everything was actually numbered correctly, so you weren't going to have the problems that you had in other Learn to Plays, <laughs> every other Learn to Play set. But the problem was, like, d- to me is, I would rather have had that blocked together. Like, you get through the Learn to Play part, and then you get the rulebook part. Instead, it is interspersed. So, okay, here's part, and then here's the actual rules. And then here's part of the the learn-to-play, like, whatever flavor text, and then here's the rules. And a lot of times the rules made really big gaps. So I felt like they, a lot of, there was a lot of points where there's opportunity to lose people. I think I disagree with you on that. I think that if you just have the guided playthrough without any of the rules context, I'm not sure how much you really learn from that. I mean, if you say, you now we're going to play an action without telling you, well, okay, let's also now say, what is an action? Why is it that you can play no, this no, action no. now? Other- no, no, but that's what I'm saying. The guided part does tell you that. It tells you a good basic thing, everything you need to know to learn to play, which is exactly what the set is going through. But then it immediately goes into the extremely complicated versions, including all of the exceptions, like you can't move back into battle after something's been in battle resolution. 
that is a good thing to know. However, something might you might want to skip for somebody's first game. That that was my only thing. Like it, it came very very close, and I'll, I'll see how my experiment runs. I, I just I would have preferred to have all that together, and then oh here's the full thing, and maybe have remind like oh if you want full reminder on how this works, see, go see page thirteen. Yeah, well, it's, some of that's just a part of how the thing is. Like we just talked about the Phoenix guy; he's got move in. If you're learning to play, you need to know that you can't, like, attack over here, take the battle, and then have your Phoenix guy with the move-in ability over here, and then move one of those guys back in. Right, but I, you could have put in the reminder text on that guy, and they didn't. Well, but how many... How much room do you really have for yeah, I, 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 I don't know how room. many relative move-in no, there, there, really, there I think are. There, it was that one and maybe one other. Uh, there really wasn't even that much that it applied to, but, but, but that's my point. If you're gonna go that close, it, it just seemed like... Also, I, I know this is the reason that there are spells in the deck is because it's Scorpion versus Phoenix. And Phoenix, yes. you're going to have to have spells. But I felt like spells are complicated enough because they break a whole bunch of rules. It would have been better if you had followers versus items, but that's just the conceit to we have the Phoenix and we're not going to mm. just give you... You're not going to have the Phoenix and not give somebody Shugenja. No, no, yeah, the, you that's, have to. That's, the, uh, that's just what uh, it is. And because of the the period that they... Kind of wonder, I don't know how, like, all the different components of this fit together. Did we have a War of the Twins because they wanted to do something different for the, right. a learn to play set, or is the, or is it the learn to play set? Is this because they had put this War of the Twins into there? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, guessing it's, it's the, the second. first one. I'm mm. guessing it happened in the Oh, that'd be a good learn to play set. Well, or, yeah, but I mean, they, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, because these are not usually the clans that they use, and that, and it may also have been a specific desire. Let's try to do a learn to play set with some different clans. Right. What lion and dragon aren't good enough? Uh, well, they, I, I do appreciate them. the dragon. Sh- what lion, you know how many dragon, play sets or... showed up? A, a dragon is in. Oh yeah, it's in at least three. Because it was crane versus dragon for um, training grounds. Training grounds. Uh, or no, that was had... two, wasn't it? That was training grounds two. Or okay, well yeah, training grounds here. You had Dragon Yeah, it was the very first one. What's the one where you had the Naga and Tatori's arm? Oh god. Siege of Sleeping Mountain? Yeah, Siege yeah, of Sleeping, Sleeping Mountain. Mountain. You had yep. Dragon and uh, maybe that's just three. Because what storms over Matsu Palace was Lion Unicorn? I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah. I can't remember. And the first training or, grounds wasn't was it Lion. Lion and like um I, I w- was like one of them was like Lion and Oni, maybe? That was the first training grounds was yeah. Lion and Shadowland. Yeah. Because, yeah, he had, like, Voitagi mm. XP or something in there. Right. Yeah, I remember because it was, like, this theme of the dragon, of, of the lion being, like, a little bit corrupted because they were desperate or something like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The the environment, Mantis no longer is plus a million percent. Phoenix is actually doing the best percentage-wise. And guess who's doing the worst? It's a hard guess. It's a hard guess. Oh, I'll spoil the surprise. It's still spider. Don't worry, Mike. I believe in you. Yeah. It's well, Phoenix and then Mantis and then Crane jumped up because we actually had decks for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Phoenix, Mantis, Cra- Crab, Lion. Crane has been doing worse. Make the cards. Crane actually has not. I think they've only won one thing that I've noticed, and their make the cut is okay, but not. It's very middle. I mean, it's technically below average, but it's right in the the middle there. Yeah, the worst have been Spider and Scorpion and Daggeron. Although I have seen a couple more uh, monk decks out of the new box make the cut, so maybe that will have more of an opportunity to do something once Blitz is done, and now that Faceless is not so much an option for Dragon, which 
I think had been overall the most successful dragon deck. Oh yeah. In is yeah is oh look this Tomori box is actually helpful against this uh, annoying Blitz stuff. They may have the they may have the counter meta, but at least I got something to lead it off in. But okay, I think that's what we have for L5R right now until we find out more about Torn Asunder or have some sort of teeny tiny clue of what's going to emerge after hopefully the most of the Blitz Dies. and Rocket decks have been uh, demolished. Out. So if you only like our L5R stuff, have a nice day. If you like to listen to other stuff, then on the other side of the break, we'll talk about Guildhall first, and then maybe other things. I don't know. Bye. Okay, we're back again. We're going to talk about Guildhall and maybe some of the other random things we played and then stuff that we played over the last years that we think was over the last that came out in 2012 that we think was noteworthy so if you listened to my interview with todd roland from gen con this year in addition to the tempest and the smash up and the nightfall you may recall he mentioned in there Oh, this game that we're probably going to be releasing at Essen or might be releasing at Essen, but I can't tell you anything about it. And they never announced anything about it before Essen. That was Guildhall. So that was previewed at Essen. And like the Tempest games, it also dropped into stores in December, I think. It is a card game. You have one big deck that everybody draws off of. There are six different cards and there are five different colors on your turn. You basically play two cards. And then at the end of the turn, these cards go into your guild. When you get a set of you get a set of five different colors of the same card, then you flip them over, and then you can turn them in for victory points later on. You have an assassin who kills other people's cards. You have a historian who brings cards back from the discard pile. Really, it's just a lot of back and forth and trying to steal people's cards and rearranging them around to make sets. Yeah, to make the sets and then score the victory points. I really liked it. I've played it with you. You did not get to play this yet, right, nope. Mike? Jay, you did, and we played it with We Lighting, the other people we played with. I played it with, and this is why I mentioned, like, I was able to play this with my family, and they liked it. So it is a game that, it is like, it is actually another game that I think I can bring out repeatedly with real gamers and with my family. And there is not a lot of stuff, like, I can do that with Dominion, but there is not a lot of stuff that, that I can do with it. So that is, I think, very nice. Probably. Although, I mean, if you listen to our stuff about the Tempest, which, you know, of course you should have. I mean, you didn't just skip that because it didn't have L5R in it, did you? And if you did, you're probably, probably skipping, skipping this, this too. too. Yeah. yeah. If I had to keep one of these games, it would be Guildhall. Because well, that's I good because I'm taking the rest. <laughs> I think that Because I think that is the one that I will be able to play the most. But partially because what you were talking about with, with Dom and Aramite, that was my yeah. favorite of the Tempest ones. It takes two or three hours. There's well, that's only coming out so many times. Right. Even when I... It is nice. I have the Southwest Atlantic Gamers, which is very heavy. I actually, uh, I should be able to bring the all the, the Tempest things to that. Yep. But but that's that's only coming out. There's sort of one shot a month where the, the two or three hour long Euro game right. has any real possibility of, of getting played unless it's a brand new thing that we haven't played already yet. Right. Game creep, I call it. I don't know. Yeah, but... <laughs> Well, especially since with a video game, sort of playthrough, and you can be done with it, and you feel like like that was in a purpose. Like board games, well, I don't know. 
you know, like not that I would ever really want to play now, but you know, when I was in high school, do you know how many times I played Axis and Allies? I, <laughs> I have no idea, actually. But well, you don't. But it was a lot. Okay. And maybe that's just because it's hard, especially once you add in the CCG things, and then when you hear the stuff we're talking about, you then add two LCG things in there that were stuff that we liked on the year. It's hard to find free time. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, well, and right now is really just kind of a uh, it's a board game. I don't know, boon, bananas. Oh yeah, there's a, there's whatever. a whole ton a lot of, of good stuff coming out. A lot of good, a lot of good designers. It, the design is becoming very advanced. Um, a lot of really good, high quality, actual properties or whatever. There's a lot of interest, which means games get purchased, which means companies can build, make more stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then the Kickstarter mess. I, uh, yep. I have two. Well, I. I don't know if mess is really the right word, but just the Thing. the gloss yes. of of stuff coming on Kickstarter. I have I just kickstarted my fifth thing, and the first one that was not no wait is that true? Well, I can't even keep track anymore. But it was the it was the Larry Elmore art book. That, oh yeah, because it got up to the point where it was like the book was was three hundred some pages, and then there was another sixty four page book, and then you actually got prints of. The reason why you care about Larry Elmore, which is the original D and D Red Box, yeah, the Red Box, and then art. the Dragon, the original Dragon Lance covers, right? Because I like it, but the simple fact is that if Larry Elmore had not been the guy who did those those older D and D things that I have this nostalgia for, he would just be another fantasy artist that I would not go out and buy. Right. I think, especially if you look at the time, his art is really good. It's very... I mean, even today, I feel like a lot of it holds up, other than some of the 80s aesthetics. Yeah, sure. It's not... 70s. It's not that it's, you know, unremarkable. It's that you wouldn't... It's not so outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of really good art fantasy Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. And there's only a limited... When I look at the stuff that I... The stuff that I actually own art books for are like... Brom and RK Post and Christopher Shy and so the things that I personally own are I don't know sort of off in the darkery right. land although I want Amanda Steve Connors. Argyle Mr. Argyle you I would buy if you would come out with I thought he had one well then he should let me know because <laughs> I haven't seen it I, well, uh, dude, weren't we at his booth on yeah, Gen Con I didn't see a Book oh. at Gen Con. He had, I mean, no, like, well, he had the you big could buy prints out the, yeah, his the stuff wazoo, is so good. But... I've done that before, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But see, all my wall space, if, if you're in the room, we're looking, look at all my wall space is shelves. There's bookshelf, bookshelf, game shelf, game shelf, bookshelf, piles of boxes on the floor that have more games and books in them. I know, yes, there is some blank wall space, but it's pretty heavily occupied. That those boxes for there not- need to be replaced with another one of these awesome cube display things, which are great for RPG books and oh, putting yeah. Oh, yeah. board games in. Yeah, especially since then I can move some of the <laughs> more of the more small size board games off of this sort of plasticky shelf I, I have over here because I just need bigger like this Horus Heresy for the one of the things we, we played a whole man. I we played a couple of fitty things. Jay and I last night played. Horus Heresy, which you already know if you uh, yeah. if you listen to things. Yeah, Horus Heresy followed by Merchant of Venus. That's a lot of fiddly. What else did we? What else did we plan like over the last weekend? Jay and we I played, played a bunch of Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, we played a bunch of Star Wars. We played. Yeah. We went LCG. back and since yeah. I've never really done much with train games, this was actually the first time I played Steam, and we were not terribly impressed. Oh look, we just lost. 
the the people who were actually listening to the board gave yet another group of people uh, discounted yeah. us. But yeah, uh, like like the, I mean, like I mentioned with Mercante, was... there's certainly there's a dry factor. Yeah. Like, is there that right. something with the Euro game that stops it from being just dry and makes it a little bit more right. exciting? It's not that Steam was Steam bad. Didn't have it's it for the me. Ticket to Ride is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna play a train game, I'd rather play Ticket to Ride. I'm sorry. We got Arcana. I'd love to play Union Pacific, but I haven't seen a copy. I in like Arcana, so that's neither uh, here nor there. You can play Airlines Europe. Oh. It's uh, basically Union Pacific, but reskinned as a plane game instead of a train game. I will have to look for that. What was the name again? Airlines Europe. Okay. So I guess we should actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what have we played that we particularly liked? Lords of Waterdeep. I think everybody really liked. Yes, yes, it was, it was really good. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep would have to be in the running for me, for for me personally at least, of games of the year of 2012. Of the stuff I've played, let me note yeah. that, I mean, we are near the end of the year, we've had the chance to play the AEG stuff, because I probably should have said some in the last, like, have the little title, and then <laughs> promotional consideration it was provided in the form of a review copy, but... You can always record an intro. Eh... That would require but, like Yeah, but so there's there's some stuff that, I mean, that like uh, Zolkin and Terra Mystica came out either at or around Essen and have had lots of fuzzy. I have not had the chance to play those. I haven't nope. had the chance to play the Kaido either. <laughs> there's just so many games that come out anymore. Now, other big games that came out this year that have been out longer, but I still just haven't. I have not played Mage Wars, although it sounded like you have, Mike, and we're not impressed. I haven't even played it. I just watched the video, and I'm like, "This is so incredibly slow." Because they have an, like a, a learn to play video. It, it, it felt like Summoner Wars, but like much slower. Well, the thing that terrified me about it was that you're a wizard and you have a spell book, but instead of representing that by a deck where you have a limit of cards, you have a binder of cards, and every turn, right, you get to play exactly what you want out of your binder of like sixty cards, and that you can play two cards. The analysis paralysis of that seems horrifying. I, right. But just a lot a little, of people, yeah. a lot of people have liked it. But I just, it just I, I seemed, even had the chance to play it. I should say it seemed really slow. Like I like Summoner Wars. I feel like Summoner Wars would be very analogous, but probably faster. But even Summoner Wars, I haven't even played it on my iOS because I like faster games than that right now. It's just my personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish. Yeah, on the iOS, I wish it would not slow. Sometimes yeah. it just slows down, and I'm like, okay, you're thinking. I like just make a move, computer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not supposed to have to wait for the the AI to have to to think this long. Hey. And, and 1989 is Dawn of Freedom is the other one that I have not had the chance to play. It's it's basically a a reimplementation of the system from Twilight Struggle, except now instead of the entire Cold War, it's one year and it's Eastern Europe. So now that we've got those out of the way, Netrunner. Yes, yes. very yes. yes. Oh, Everybody's yeah, very yes. yes. That's Probably what I voted for for the Golden Geeks for the game of the year. Well, I can't remember at this point, but I think that was I think that was it. I think I mean it was one of two games that sold out at Gen Con. Uh, Fantasy Flight had no idea yeah. that that was going to happen because that stuff just got run to. And, like, Didn't it sell out like four to. times at Gen Con? Twice. Oh, well, just because they only had they, they they to stock it twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they had to divert it to get there. Yeah, I guess I like. I like Thunderstone Advance better than I like Netrunner, but it feels weird to say that the game, like, it stands, like, Thunderstone Advance stands alone, but it kind of feels weird to pick that as the game of the year when it's 
sort of an expansion and sort of not. I, like, I like but, Thunderstone, but it, I don't feel like it, it actually has advanced that much, and some of the enemy groups I was just not a big fan of. And I've tried to teach Thunderstone to some other people, and they felt it was dry with other deck builders. We've it just Were you here when we were playing the Root of Corruption with the yeah, Siege the third mode? One. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah. So there's yeah. Thunderstone Advance already has itself two expansions. Yeah, so we and we liked Root of Corruption. I don't think we've talked about that on the air, but there's no, a written yeah. it was, it was review of that up. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I like. I actually liked Root of Corruption better than Caverns of Bane because the siege mode was uh not that there's anything wrong with Caverns of Bane, but uh, Seasons was pretty good. And yeah, you we guys just play that. Just got yes. to play that, and that's another very distinctive one. You've got. In the middle, you've got this little calendar where it goes around for three years from the the seasons, and depending on the season, you roll these big, huge, chunky dice, and each player gets to choose one of the dice, which generates some resources, and then you use resources to play cards primarily, or you sell them these energy resources. You sell them for crystals, crystals, which are well, they, they're the currency of the game. They're they're one of they're they're a currency, and then at the end of the game, they're victory points. Right. It was just so, really fun. The artwork was really great. Yeah. 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 So I think Seasons was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I want to say, since it's another game, like we, I don't really think I can say after a game of Merchant of Venus how good I think it is. So that's a, a reason right. why that's not I, getting. I, I, w- I would like to play with you guys at one yeah. point. Yeah. At some point, we'll play it again. But. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely, and like when Jay and I played this time, it was just two players. And the last. When I played it before I got it, it was with four, and it had a. It seemed like it had a very, at least to me, very a very feel. different feel as far as with four players, the board got cleared pretty quickly as far as everything getting discovered, and it got more into this second phase of of building the roots and stuff. Whereas in the two player game, we were still near the end of the game, right? Getting into that, and I also have not played the classic game version. I've only just played a, a, a couple games of the standard version, but. Hopefully that will be, because that was one that I pre-ordered. I actually pre-ordered that along with uh, Star Wars LCG, so my copy of Merchant of Edith got hung up waiting for the Star Wars LCG, which is another game that we've been played more. I think I like it so far. I'm still kind of unsure of how much I do or don't like it. It's not as immediate. Like, I definitely, I mean, Netrunner's better. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, it's not Star Wars, and I like Star Wars, but Netrunner is better right. than, uh, I, I think, anyway. But it's enjoyable. It's a very fast game. Star Wars is a very fast game. Yeah. Especially when I buy Obi-Wan on turn one and destroy. No? No, no. Wasn't it... Uh, was I, kept, it? I kept buying Yoda with Yo- it and putting Yoda a lightsaber. lightsaber. Yes, that yeah. was it. Like, here's Yoda, here's my lightsaber. Oh, you have a four-strength province. Let's kill that. Jerk. Yeah. Well, actually, Objective, I d- not province. Objective, <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I think neither time that I actually get to take out a... We've played more than two games of that recently, but the, those two games, those two games in a row, I had Yoda with lightsaber on turn one as the light side, and one game I won, one game I lost. But in neither game did I actually get to attack with Yoda on turn one because you played the event that said that character yeah. cannot attack. I wonder why I would do such a thing. <laughs> yes, Yoda's relatively fragile, though. As as I mean, yeah. as we remember from Gen Con, right. the guy. He's hard to get out because six is hard hit, but if you get him out, Palpatine is the beast. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. I thought that the way that you deck build in that actually is fairly interesting. Oh, I no, I, I love that as a, oh, as yeah, a different way to deck build. That's so, it's so and, great. And that's, yeah, if, if you haven't... Oh, and it completely changes the way you go about figuring out yeah. the yeah. cost-benefit of cards the way, going in. The way you choose a, a deck is that 
cards are in sets of six. You have cards that go in your normal deck, and there's five of those together with one objective card, which go in their own little separate deck. And when you build your deck, you have to choose ten, ten objectives. At least. And what? Okay, at least ten. So ten. ten. Yep. And... <laughs> oh, there, there's occasional deck that will go over one or two. Yeah, but one or two is and at going over by five cards then no, but in your deck. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fine. Well, yeah, yeah. Playing a 42-card L5R okay, yes, deck is very different from playing a 55-card deck. Yeah. Eh. But, yeah, but you... Uh, but for the deck construction, each of the sets, they tend to be like, here's this one really awesome card in this set, and, and then there's the a couple of bad is, cards, yeah. and there might be a theme, and they might be, and hopefully they're balanced, order, but it's well, a very, you can't just go and pick, this is the best card, you have to be like, am I willing to play with this other junk in my deck, because well, I want this really it, awesome it, card. What I find interesting is, from, from what I've seen, every objective set does have a theme, so there's like, yeah. the, here's the stealing the Death Star plans theme, which has Leia... An action that you're stealing the Death Star plans, uh, some spy thing, some other... Th- so it's all these little themes things, within yeah. themselves. Yeah, and... I mean, uh, I thought that alone was really well done. And, and you, can, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to pick this objective because it's tied to these five cards. You, you also have to look at the objectives the objective a lot of times. matters, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, when some of them are, are nasty, the... Well, and then also, I mean, I, I realized this after... Put together my first Sith deck and played it, and then I realized it's really hard for me to play Vader because I just didn't have the resources for it. So I had to change the objectives around to get better resource management, yep. rather than just oh, these are the best ones yeah, that I like. Vader five, Vader's five, yes, yeah. So, and I so mean, if you do nothing else, you've got four in a given turn. Yeah, which means for Vader at five, you need something else. You need something, and which is also true for for Palpatine. Palpatine at six Palpatine is even six, worse, which is yes. really hard. Well, because there's a reasonable number of there's. It's not difficult. It's not too difficult to hit five because you're going to have a few enhancements in your deck that increase your production, and there's a reasonable chance you've got an objective that has the ability to double produce on a turn. Right. So there, you there can, al- although that's make- painful, I really. It's painful when you have to double produce because you're jacking your production on the yeah. following turn. Not, I mean, you do it if you're going to be like, oh, and here's Vader. Yeah, right. I control the edge forever. But, but pretty good. Um, my my only my only thing so far is just how um the starbursts put damage directly on the objective, regardless of anything else. It makes like if you flood it with enough starbursts, it makes it so you can. Because I lost a couple well, games that, that way. Yeah, well, that makes a, that a valid that's point. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's definitely a, a how many starbursts do you have to damage the objectives, how many gun symbols do you have to damage other characters, or units, rather, tactics, how many, you know, you want to have control. something that's like, I can tactics you down with my Tarkin, but then he doesn't actually damage anything. Right, well, and you have to watch out, because you can drop your whole handful of swarm of units, but then if you don't have any cards to get the edge battle, then, like, yeah, edge battle half, is really then important. The edge battle oh, yeah, is yeah. enormously important. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a really well-done game with lots yeah. of subtleties like that, yeah. that you... Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's one of those really well-done card games that takes a while to really get oh, all yeah. of the I, yeah, I think the design nuances. space is wide open, because oh, um, totally. they can add more symbols very easily. Mm-hmm. They're not tied to numbers like well, they usually are. Even without adding any symbols, there's lots of room to go. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and we've just started playing it. We haven't even seen the first... It feels much better ba- balanced out of the box than Netrunner did. Does. Yeah. Yeah, because Criminal and, um, it's Hyaspyroid 
Or, yes. Yeah, those are just so incredibly stronger than every other faction. Out of out of the base box, it's like nobody, hardly anybody else play, bothers playing anything else in like a tournament setting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what the right because we we haven't even gotten into the possibility of mixing factions yet, and how. Oh, yes. Well, that would. Well, I meant in this discussion. In, in the discussion. Oh, discussion. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. You did what I was trying to do and m- failed at. <laughs> Jay and I were talking. It seems like because you you have a faction card which produces resources, and then your objectives produce resources, and for some cards, but not all, you have to have a resource match. So you need an imperial fleet resource to to bring out Tarkin. For or, the majority of them, you need them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is the majority, but there are quite a few no, just random puns yeah. in there that, yeah. that are, are neutral. And well, the most important thing, as I have a hard time remembering, is that stuff like Sith Library is not a Sith card. Yes. The non-objective resource producers, For the, the, the enhancements, part. the enhancements are mostly not. Complete. But yeah, because you can, you start with the faction card in play, and then if you have the lion's share of your deck is from the other faction actually that assures that you're going to have an objective from that faction right at the beginning right that you're right. going to be and able so, to play all your cards yeah, yeah and so then you'd be able to to match both and you'd only you might only be able to play one card of your lesser faction a turn if you didn't get any objectives of that but that's okay you shouldn't have all that many cards of it because you didn't have that many objective sets it kind of right. built should- in for that i don't necessarily know i mean there's some objective there's some objective sets that won't work very well with that because it's this is the all about TIE Fighter set, so it doesn't play well in any way, shape, or form with Vader. Right, well, I, I like that they finally did, because it's kind of become this thing where they really kind of want you to buy two core sets if you want everything. Yes. And since in this one they said you can only have two of any one objective, they basically have just said, yes, you buy two core sets and you have everything that you need to play. Yeah, now the one thing I'm hoping, I, I hadn't thought of this, like, so traditionally the expansion packs for the LCGs have had a play, a play set. set of everything. Yeah. Are the Star Wars expansion packs going to actually have play sets, or is it just going to yes. have one copy? So it's going to have two copies of each mm-hmm. objective? Okay, that's good. It occurred to me, like, it, oh, what if they did that? It would be that? absolutely that would be... nuts of them, because they got so yelled at when they tried not to do it. Well, let me put it this way. Netrunner, you get three of the face cards. <laughs> you get three runners, and you get three corporation cards when you buy the, the pack. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I am trying to figure out why the Netrunner expansion packs have their own standalone entries on Board Game Geek. I don't know. When no other LCD it, well, and, and it's does. Six, and it's 60, so that means that would be divided by 6, which means 10, which means you're basically going to get 5 new things per pack at a play set of. For Star Wars. Hmm. The reason I'm humming that, because that would mean that you wouldn't actually be hitting all 6 factions in a well, pack. No, and no, also, they, they usually, a lot of times they don't. I'm actually more humming that that means that you would have to have Three light side, two dark side, or vice versa. Or neutrals. You can't have There neutrals. are no neutrals. They're all light side or dark no, side. No, no, they're, not, they're... not faction neutral. Yeah, no. But they're all light side or dark side, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, see, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 This isn't well, like no, Jedi but, but Knights remember, where you can they have... Can, they can have things that are you can only have one of this in your deck. That's true. Oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah. So it could be both sides get... Two oh. and then one limit one. Yeah, I, I have to assume that they're going to probably make the neutrals as good as they can, and they're probably going to try and limit how many you put in. I, I would I just have to guess. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, who knows? we'll see. We'll see.
Uh, and the first one should be out before too much longer. Well, and they've, and they've, they've still got they've got a bigger base set expansion that's going to add full, uh, full smugglers, smugglers and, bounty and, and bounty hunters. And then they've got another one that's coming out, I think at least in Q1, that is the multiplayer set. And that is the right. dark side player versus three light side players. Which will be hilarious oh, to see. Oh, that's what they ended up doing yeah, with yeah. that? That's why if you pay attention, Ooh. they've mentioned there are a few There's like, Target multi all what, your what, opponents. No, no, I knew it yeah. was set for multiplayer, but I guess I had been thinking that the multiplayer was going to be like two on two. Yeah, no. but oh, does it? Is it going to be like our enemy? Basically, it's got little flippy stuff. Ooh. Uh, the, or, or, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly. But well, you there's got to be something, or else you're yeah. going to get plowed well, under. Well, you, you look at like interrogation, uh, the interrogation one where you flip up and you take somebody's hand. It says from every player. Like I said, they're all right, written the multiplayer fabric. Right. I just didn't think that's what they were going to be. Right, you didn't think it was going to be one. Uh, yeah, they, they already announced it. That's how they're, they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Actually, uh, the, you told us that at Gen Con. Oh, that that was how they were doing yeah. it. No. Well, uh, but there's a lot of information that. you might have been head, head turned or something. <laughs> right, you know, there's so knows. much information that it's hard to catch yeah, up with yeah, the subtleties yeah, sometimes. Yeah, or maybe I heard uh, that later. Either way, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Let's see. I think a a lesser known game that I liked that I did do a review on was Edo. I have no idea. Which is a, it's a it's a Euro game from Queen. It was a Kickstarter, and it just happened to be that one of the guys in that mostly Euro game thing I go to about once a month happened to have kickstarted and so i got to to play it with the first play it there it's set in well i guess it's edo actually isn't it it's the japanese capital yes the former jets edo not edo oh god for for was renamed as tokyo yes so it's edo yeah so because that had an interesting action selection mechanic where you started with these three tiles and each tile had four sides and you got to take three actions a turn but you couldn't take more than one off of a particular tile so you had to kind of figure out what you wanted to do and then what order you were doing them in. And you had five little officials kind of as worker placement, like a worker placement basically. Then you could also assign them on the board to go around and collect resources. I thought that I'd go on the website and search for Edo, <laughs> right. EDO and you can uh, get the review because I know nobody else here has actually had the chance to play that. Before we get to another real game, I know Mike wanted to go on about epic spells wars of the duels at Mount <laughs> Moronville. I don't know. Oh, 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 no, that's not the real game. <laughs> yeah, okay. The ultimate showdown of ultimate uh, destiny. I'm sorry. Epic spell wars of the battle wizards duel at Mount Skullsfire. And, 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 so let and me, to, let me... to be fair to the game in advance, I, I mock it because the humor is completely and totally wasted on me. For what it is, it's not like there's anything really wrong with it as a super light game i just find the humor as, as richard garfield said um you know there's that old adage of uh because he actually reviewed this in one of his podcasts uh or went over it there's that old adage of don't judge a book by a cover uh by its cover he's like you can totally judge this by its cover if yeah. this art makes you excited you are going to like this game if you think this art looks terrible <laughs> you are not going to like this game i, I think that's fairly Guess true camp i was in hey, well, yeah. well and i have to say that you are the only person i played it with who did not like that game at one point i started playing it in a game shop with like three or four people or whatever two or three people that i knew and people started coming over and watching because we were, you know, because you, you play the cards and you say the name of the card or whatever, and then just ridiculous stuff happens. It's a lot of fun, you know. It's, it's silly, ridiculous. It's it's fun. Um, it reminds me like a kind of an Adventure Time, but a little bit yeah. bloodier, you know. And it goes very fast. The, the rounds go very fast. There's only so much strategy, so there's really not that much analysis paralysis for the most part until the very end. Even then, not so much. You should not be hitting analysis paralysis. 
No, that's what that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. So there, <laughs> yeah. there's very very little. I mean, even in Love Letter, you could have a little bit of it, and this has almost less than that. Other than just okay, let me really quickly see how many sources I can match. Uh, but it, it's a very fun game. You can teach it to just about anybody. We I played it multiple times with just about every group that I played it with. I, I very much enjoyed. It. it is what it is. It's not like the best game ever, but I thought it was. I think the other two that we had wanted to note were X Wing, the miniatures game, and Descent. And you guys have both played those games vastly more than I have, so I'll let you talk about them. I, I've got the, the X-Wings minis game, and I've played it a couple of times. I have not actually played it that much, but it's really good. I, I, I played Wings of War, and it's basically just better Wings of War. Um, it, it's it, One of my favorite things about Star Wars is dogfighting. Oh yeah, totally. I love the X-Wing novels. Those were great. Yeah. I so hope at some point, once the game is matured enough, they do start doing some joke things like Wedge with a uh, Ewok in front of him yeah. flying. <laughs> Oh, so. <laughs> oh, seriously! Like, I actually one of those boxes here has half of the X-wing novels because I could barely choke my way through the first one. Oh, really? Do you like need them or something? Do you want to reread them? I sure. I'll <laughs> take them off your hands. <laughs> well, so, well, so I like the game. I think it's pretty fun. Um, it's a very nice mix of not too slow but not too fast. It's right. got just enough complexity. Uh, my only worry for it is how many more things can you do? You're going to yeah. hit the ships pretty fast. Even with this first thing, they've hit most of the major ships. Right. Like, well, and also just you start to reach a point where at a, even at 100 points, you sort of don't have a huge amount of room. I mean, I think right. it'll be interesting once they do get more mature if the tournament goes from 100 point to 2 or 3. Right. Then and, and, you could field more ships. And it's a little weird that it's almost, it's really a two-player starter in that the same way the Warhammer is a two-player starter. Because, you know, you think, oh, I'll collect all these minis. Realistically, they're expensive enough. You probably only want to focus on what faction you'd want to play. Because, like, mm -hmm. the Millennium Falcon's $30. I still kind of stand by the comparison I made. It is the miniatures version of an LCG. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very much yes. So it's pretty good. And then the other one is Descent, the second edition. Yes, Descent 2.0. Yes. And I Descent, I it, I didn't realize how much how long ago that game came out. Like I was thinking, oh, it's like mid 2000s, but I think it's like 2002, 2001. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> and board game geek is down for maintenance. <laughs> yes, I well, well, Mike was talking, and I'm like, oh well. I can I, look since this you were up. talking about how long it is. No, oh no, I was actually thinking. Oh, I wonder. It's speaking, you know, thinking of reprints or something. I wonder if there's anything coming out in two, 2013 that we should. Uh, oh, go look. That at. You should do. And since yeah, I'd, I we had used board game geeks sort feature to be like, okay, so what was actually published <laughs> yeah. in 2012? I played Flash Flashpoint Fire Rescue for the first time in 2012, and I liked that, but I know that wasn't published in 2012, right, so let right, me right. narrow it to what was actually published in 2012. Right. And so I wanted to do that to see, like, oh, what do they have as listed as 2013 publishes? But, uh... Curses! Curses go down when it's... Yeah, it's got their, the link they always at the bottom. Addicts go here for support. It's, the, like, a, a Reddit group or something. <laughs> right. about yeah. Board Game Geek is down. No! Oh, sorry. So, for, so Descent 2nd Edition, it... Descent... Is a is a what do I say? Sort of a tabletop D and D thing. Yeah, type it's, thing. Um, it's one person troll, is the overlord. Uh, well, what am I thinking? Dungeon, crawl? dungeon crawl. It's a yes. it's a it's a dungeon crawl, but it's like hero's quest. It's in that vein. Right. One person is the overlord that's controlling all the bad guys, and everyone else is the heroes. But that... the, the overlord is actually a player in the game. You yes. are actually trying to beat the uh, to beat the heroes. 
Um, but that seems to depend on the overlord, doesn't it? No, 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 no. That's literally what no, you're supposed I thought, to do. I, I, I think some. Uh, I guess I think some people well, play. Some people kind of go into the like, DM like, role, like, but playing, like taking it a little easy. Right. Like, well, see, I want it to be. You want to work for it, but then the heroes are probably going to win. Well, that's the thing with the D, with DM tabletop. You're supposed to not win as the DM. Yeah. Yeah, right. So if you're the type of DM who wants to win, this is for yeah, you. This is where you, so play you, you get to win. I've had that DM before. Yeah. The I want to kill the player characters that that has problems as a well, DM. Well, okay, yeah. so, right. so, that's horrible as a DM, but for this, that's, that's the what, whole point. That's the yeah. well, yes. Actually, and I would say that that's a little bit different because um, really my take on the designs playing uh, the first edition to the second edition, besides a whole bunch of much better choices and things flowing much better, just a bunch, a bunch of improvements. The big one of the biggest things to me is that in the old descent as the overlord, you were literally trying to kill off characters constantly. Mm. As the hero players, I mean, your guy just respawned back and it just cost you points, and that's how you eventually lost. Is if he could make you lose enough points, and that, that's also how they cost the characters because your guy might be, be, be big and beefy, but if the overlord can touch him and kill him, you lost a whole lot of points. So you only have to touch him twice to to win. This one, the Overlord really is not killing the party that often. He's right. much more, I'm trying to delay you to get this done. And to me, that feels much more overlordy, while allowing the heroes to feel much more he- heroic, how they should feel. Like, they don't fail as often. And even when they fail, it's just, okay, well, we s- failed to stop him in this one, you know, in this one thing, but the whole thing's going to keep going. Right, I mean, playing the campaign, I really liked there was. Every almost every quest you had two acts, and the yeah. first act win or loss basically just affected the starting position of the second act. Yep. So as the overlord, often I would play the first act just to stall for time to get build up my resources. Oh, heroes, you could win that, but this has gone on long enough that now in act two I've got everything I need to win. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a very good. Uh, also, the fact the way that they um, built a little bit of Rune Age back... Not Rune Age, it was the very first one. Runebound. Mm. They, they built a little bit back of Runebound in from the traveling. The way the campaign is actually from the ground up in the game. Because yeah. in the old Descent, it was just literally you were going through these adventures. Like, here's this adventure. Okay, here's a little bit of stuff yeah, to was increase that, your... Was pers- Road to Legend where they Road added to Legend was the, the first descent. one. Uh, there was also Sea of Blood, which was a, a sea-based one. They weren't really compatible. They just was one or the other. And really, it was just you built up over time, but that campaign had a lot of problems of, with balance. The Overlord got very powerful very, very quickly, and if you didn't do it right, it, it literally, one of the things was that you could abandon a mission. They're like, if you've died too many times, abandon the mission, because that will make the Overlord too powerful. Uh, the, the descent, This new descent, everything is much faster. Um, it's much easier to take uh, care of everything. It's much less of a headache. The, just the upkeep in general tends to be a yeah. lot, lot less. Um, it's very well designed. The miniatures still look fantastic. I got the expansion, but I've not been able to play with it yet. Uh, but everything looks. You know what else you haven't been able to play with? Uh, the, the Rune Age expansion. Why oh, don't the Rune you bring Age expansion. It? Yes. <laughs> I just keep forgetting I it. To There's get so much it crap. Gen Con, and you got yeah. it, and you never bring it. I'm just uh, saying. Well, I couldn't find jerk. Rune Age for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Todd will probably kill me if we don't mention Smash Up and that oh, awesome yeah. level 9000 is about to come out. Yes. Too. But there we go. Again, now we... Todd doesn't have to kill you. There you go. But, well, I feel like some of these, like, 
it's like it was with Thunderstone. It's like we've talked about Thunderstone before and we've written about Thunderstone right. before. Right. We can only right. well, say the same thing so many times. And even not us, like I have heard a lot of people talk about Smash Up. Like, oh, yeah. All the, no, like a lot of other game groups. Like, like I said, I mean, I think, uh, I think obviously, I mean, I guess Netrunner was the darling yeah. of Gen Con, but partially because there just wasn't much there. I mean, Smash Up was certainly the thing I saw played the most, and I think that... I think it was I, the biggest surprise hit. Yeah. Well... Yeah. well because then people hadn't gotten a chance to play it before then, and they played it like, oh, wow, this is really yeah, good. I don't, yeah, well, I, 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 well, I don't know how much of a surprise it was. It was AEG's big, huge push. Right, but, right. But no, yeah, that was definitely one of the the big things for Jigga, which and isn't I, always I, a good thing, because, well, it's not that it's a bad thing, but I mean, Quarriers was a big thing from Gen Con the year before and was awful. But Smash well, Up and, was a big thing. It's good. And since I was right. a, a play tester for it, I was just played out. By the time <laughs> Gen Con came around, I was like, I, okay, I'm good. I don't know. I think that was all of the drivel that we had for today. Yep. Hopefully someone gets something out of it. Oh. The audience is supposed to get something <laughs> out of it, too? Yeah, I know. Well, if you're actually still here and you did get something out of it, you could rate Give us a good rating on iTunes. We could use some more iTunes ratings. It doesn't really matter for anything, but it makes you know, us it's feel nice better. to see those. Yeah. But remember, only good ratings. If you're going to give us a bad iTunes rating, go to uh, iTunes. That's spelled like ZXTQ.com. <laughs> That's no, no, where you should no, go. No, it's iTunes. E Y E. T O O N S. No, that's the uh, that's the e f- that's the iPhone. That was a Futurama uh, episode. It's oh. not real. Wait, Sorry. it's not real? No. <sighs> Okay. So my pre-order isn't going to come through? Yes, it will in a thousand years. Okay. We just lost that $300. Yes. <sighs> okay. So for J. Earl and my cook, I am Chris Stevenson, and this has been Strange Assembly. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter Strange assembly either place. Thanks for listening.